Kelly. I'm Austin. And I'm Joe from PopXCast. A podcast member of the Gunna Geek Network. Just like the show you're listening to now. The opinions expressed are those of each individual host. Check out all the other podcasts at GunnaGeekNetwork.com. And get ready because geekiness begins in... Three. Two. One. Hey everyone and welcome to another episode of Magic with Zuby. My name is Zuby and if you are brand new to the show... This podcast is all about Magic the Gathering, as well as a little bit of Dungeons & Dragons in there, and whatever else I feel like talking about. So, before we begin, let's get some ads out of the way, and be prepared for an awesome show tonight, alright? Well, hey there, Zoe. Why the long face there, chum? I just want to order some magic cards, but the shipping was too expensive. Too expensive? Well, did you know if you go to LegitMTG.com, you can order any magic cards, and anything over $2 or more has free shipping. Wow, free shipping at LegitMTG.com. That's amazing. You heard that right, Zoe. Free shipping at LegitMTG.com with any order over $2 or more. Be sure to visit today and get the best deal on magic singles and magic sealed product available. Man, I wish there were others who liked retro video games like me. Did I hear someone say retro video games? I heard it too, Matt. Well, if you're a fan of retro video games as well as gaming in general, you need to listen to the VCR Gaming Podcast. It's available on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio. Oh god, my house! How's it going, people? Did everyone have an awesome Halloween? I hope you all did. And if you didn't have a happy Halloween, then I'm sorry. And if it's just another day to you, then that's cool, too. So, had a good Halloween with the kids. Uh, we went out to my mom's neighborhood, and it's one of those, um, you know, deed restricted places, you know, where people have HOAs and shit. God damn. So glad I don't have an HOA here. Nothing but nightmare stories from my buddies who do. And I'm just like, yeah, no, I don't have to worry about that shit. I get it. You know, it helps raise and keep property values all across the same. I get it. I understand. It's just I'm glad I don't have to, you know, deal with it. But anyways, uh, went out there. Kids went trick-or-treating and got crap tons of candy. And, of course, the kids had to pay their tax. It was tax season for children. If you are parents and have children and you're not aware of what tax season is, it's where you have to go through their candy and basically take your cut, just like how the government likes to take your money. Whenever you get paid, they're like, eh, we need my, we need our cut, too. You know, so, hey, it's we get to be the little governors of our children and take the candy. And some of my favorite candy are Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, Kit Kats, and Snickers. And I don't really care for much else, and I just mainly take those. And then I laugh at my kids' faces as they're just like, Dad, why are you taking all the candy? And I'm just like, be quiet, little Billy. I'm taking it all. And jokes aside, it's... I do take some of the candy, but then I'm just like, yeah, I'm good. I'm done. It's I don't really have a much of a sweet tooth as I used to when I was a kid, because you know when you were a kid, you could just eat you could eat candy like all the time. I'll have like one or two pieces of candy, and I'm just or chocolate, and be like, yeah, I'm good. I'm done. I don't need much more. It's weird how that happens, but you know it's called growing up, called being a human. If you are a human, a uh, high five, right there. Uh, my wife told me today that she was actually an alien. And that explains a lot of her behavior and of certain, um, how shall I put this delicately, um, things she likes to do involving probes to me. I'm not going to go any further than that, but you all can just sort of fill in the blanks there. Um, (laughs) she's probably hearing me right now talk about this and she's going, fuck you, Zuby, you piece of shit fuck you and i'm just like "Mm -hmm. cool story bro um anyways so there's that it was good halloween there uh how has magic been going i did go to fnm last week and i by round three i was two and one and then i decided to drop in the final round because i kind of didn't care 
and I didn't feel like playing standard anymore. So my buddy and I played some games of EDH and he built a mono blue Baral deck. And it was the kind of mono blue Baral deck where you just want to cry and you don't want to play against it, especially one-on-one. And yeah, so I decided to bring my Dragon's deck. I brought two EDH decks, my Dragon's deck and my all-time favorite baby deck, my Crufix. Because Crufix, you are, you are my love. Uh, you are my commander love. And so I brought the Ur-Dragon for the Dragon's deck and proceeded to lose horribly because he just countered and stole all my shit. But when I got Crufix there, <laughs> that's when things got a little interesting. I got an early void when it were out, so he couldn't cast like half his stuff. And since Krufix does play some counter spells, I got to counter his counters. Like I would try to play something big, he'd be like, mm, counter, I'm like, mm, counter right back at you. And so I basically just got a board of Void Winnower, Ulamog, and Emrakul out. And he's just like, and my buddy just looks at me and he's like, so is this payback for the previous game where with Baral where I countered everything of yours? I'm like, yep, fear, face the wrath of the Titans and just proceeded to win. Um, so that was fun. It was a fun night. Um, I did manage to get some more cards in my cube. I think I'm just down to, I don't know, I think I'm only down to like six cards left I need. Yeah, six cards left, and they're all the expensive ones. Awesome. Great. Uh, so if you wish to send me the following cards to Magic Wazubi, please email me. I need a batter skull, a bloodline keeper, a sour of temptation or sower of temptation, because I know how to read, a grave pact, a recurring nightmare, and a ruined halo. Just email me if you want to send me those cards free of charge. Don't worry about it. You get enough entertainment for me. Jeez. Oh my gosh. No, just kidding, guys. Seriously, if anyone took that seriously, you do not have to send me any cards. I am just completely joking. You don't need to send me them. It's just one of those. So the six cards I need, they don't, they definitely don't make or break the cube at all. I mean, they are really good and powerful cards. It's just, I'm going to eventually get them. I'm not in a big rush and super excited about Grand Prix Atlanta coming up next weekend. Oh my gosh, got my infinite sideboard challenge and side challenges event badge thing. Um, cannot wait. So excited about it. And I'm pretty much just going to be doing nothing but sealed legacy and modern. I might do standard if I get in the mood. I'm going to bring my standard deck anyway, but I'm going to be bringing legacy elves I'm going to be bringing Grixis Delver and then build some crappy sealed decks and then probably proceed to drop and cry because I realize I can't play sealed at all, but I'm excited about it. Can't wait. Um, you know, if you guys, if any of you all are going to Grand Prix Atlanta, you know, definitely hit me up and, or if you follow me on Twitter at Magic Wazubi, you know, just hit me up dm me or something and you know try and meet up and maybe play some games of magic and then you can beat me and realize wow he has a whole podcast about magic the gathering and doesn't know how to play i've never ever claimed i was a good player um just forewarn you i'm gonna you're gonna be playing some cards i'm gonna look at them like hey what does an instant do huh you know that kind of shit so don't think that I'm any good or anything. I'm terrible at the game. Yeah, I've won some FNMs before. I've done decent at PPTQs and IQs, but that just means jack shit. You know, never won or top eight at anything. Shit. So, you know, it'll be pretty funny. I can just imagine, not not that, you know, anything. Some listener comes up, meets me. He's like, yeah, yeah. Oh, so you're good at Magic Gathering. I'm like, no, no, not at all. I'm, I'm terrible. I'm terrible at this game. I completely forget rules and triggers. I mean, I mean, let's be honest. I talked about this, what, before a couple episodes ago where, you know, when I first started the show, I was definitely trying to make a competitive run at the game for about a year and then stopped because I don't, I just don't have the time to focus on it. And plus kind of sucks the fun out of it for me. But anyways, I don't want to get into that. It's super excited about the Grand Prix um, can't wait to meet some of you going to be recording a lot. I'm going to have a, a little, uh, portable recorder thing deal. I don't know what the hell it's called. It's literally just a little kind of looks like a microphone and it can record like 10 hours or yeah, 10 hours or more of, of, um, recordings of 
stuff me talking and things like that um so yeah excited about that uh other than that not much else has really been going on um oh i've been on a huge edh deck building craze for whatever reason i don't know why um i built a dinosaur deck i it took me a couple like god i spent like maybe four or five hours on it sunday just building it i mean not four or five hours in a row just like in the morning i started putting together cards then we went out and did some stuff came back looked through some more cards was trying to build the deck blah 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 and i kept on coming back to it but yeah probably together spent four to five hours building it and come to find out there's really not a lot of good dinosaur cards out there yet hopefully rivals of ixalan brings out some more better ones but my deck i'll put a i'll put the list and um the the link to the deck list in the show notes so you can see it and when you look at it it's definitely underpowered definitely an underpowered deck it's definitely more casual i mean of course my commander is gishath sun's avatar Uh, so it's a naya deck naya build and you know i've got some of the good dinosaurs like carnage tyrant um the the avatars the sun's avatars in there and some other stuff but the one the new spoiler that came out this week is the promo for the ixalan Isalen Ixlaxen store championship uh, from from rivals of Ixalan. It's called Gotla Primal Hunger. Uh, it's a legendary creature, elder dinosaur, costs ten generic and two green. So this one's definitely going in the Dino deck because it reads it's a twelve twelve. It reads Gotla Primal Hunger costs X less to cast, where X is the total power of creatures you control. So you can pretty much pay just two mana for a 12 12. Oh, and it has Trample too. So I mean, yeah, 12 12 Trample. I mean, you're possibly paying two mana. It's good, but it just dies way too easily. You'd have to give it Hexproof or something like that. But, you know, for a casual EDH Dino deck, it's going in there. Love it. It's perfect. For me at least and so then i'm also rebuilding my god deck and i was really contemplating whether or not i want to put the amon ket gods in there and while only the hour of devastation gods are good those are currently in my nickel bolus edh deck my nickel bolus edh theme deck where it's all about nickel bolus um the other amon ket gods the monocolored ones they suck for edh they're not good at all I mean, seriously, look at it. Okay, the blue one can possibly draw you a card. The white one uh, can... Yeah, the white one can poop out a token, right? Oketra. Oketra the true. Yeah, it can poop out a token. Uh, the red one makes me... Dis- oh, it can do two damage to someone. Whoop-de-doo. Uh, the black one just makes me, what, sacrifice a creature? All right. Yeah, sack another creature, scry one, each opponent loses one life, and you gain one life, whoop-de-doo. And then, Ronus is decent, but not that great. I mean, yeah, it can pump up a creature. I mean, when you compare those gods to the Theros gods, they're so boring. So, it's pretty much all Theros theme, and then it has the demigods, and the Honden shrines it's I, I love that deck it's definitely not good but it's so much fun to play especially when you start getting some gods online and just all the stupid amount of triggers and stuff so not only have i been working on that but i started i'm tr- really trying to finish my zombies deck too uh ghoul caller geese is going to be the commander and the zombies deck is just obviously mono black and it's just a lot of sack creatures create token zombies and kill other creatures create token zombies or zombie tokens i mean um and there you go poop them and then i'm gonna start slowly working on a mono green elves deck again um i did have one but i took it apart because i wanted to rebuild rise the redeem and make it even better right rise the redeem i kind of don't play that often because especially if i'm not stopped early on it's just rise the redeem gets out of stupid control um and then i'm trying to think of ideas for building a gate watch deck with having 
six of the Gatewatch Planeswalkers. I'm probably going to have General Tazri be the commander because, I don't know. I mean, I know I could have any five-color commander, but Tazri seems kind of flavorful, at least, you know, from Battle for Zendikar, or with the Gatewatch, I mean. Um, kind of fits in with it a little bit, even though Liliana wasn't there yet present in the story. Neither was a Johnny, but, mm, you know. So, yeah, I'm going to have the five main Gatewatch and then a Johnny, too, because a Johnny did join the Gatewatch. And, yeah. And then maybe I'll even end up changing the deck later on when more Planeswalkers join the Gatewatch. And then, if Nicobolus ever comes up with the anti-Gatewatch, I'll make an anti-Gatewatch EDH deck. I don't know. I'm just in this deck-building craze mood, and I need to keep on with it because if... And I talked about this before... In my previous episode, I don't really touch on deck building, but it's been harder and harder for me to build decks lately because I get sort of bored and then, or I don't have enough time. And then I just look at, you know, the, the meta list and net decking and end up net decking for modern legacy and standard and all that. So EDH is still one of the only formats where my kind of deck building creativity goes in. Um, I still look at EDH rec for just some card ideas when I can't think of anything you know when I'm done going through binders and all that I'll look at there and I'll just be like oh you know you, you okay I forgot about this card or oh I didn't know this card existed that sort of stuff I don't completely copy like other people's EDH decks it's I may use some cards they use as a foundation but I like to eventually evolve them into my own you know so to speak so yeah it's just going on a craze here I don't know what I want to do next. So Elves, Zombies. Um, oh, I want to rebuild Aloro Life Gain, but have it more enchantment focused than anything. Because before I had it a little bit too instant sorcery focused and a little bit more creatures than I thought would be good. But I'm going to tone down the creatures, maybe have way less creatures, more enchantments, and just stupid life gain stuff. And just stupid shenanigans. So I'm going to rebuild Oloro. I've been thinking about rebuilding Nin because I did take about Nin, take apart Nin, but Nin, I just made it a combo deck and it was fun getting the combo off like once or twice in a round. And then I'm just like, okay, I'm done with it. It just sort of, the deck that I built with it just sort of felt like the same thing over and over again. I was just trying to get combo enablers and, you know, draw my whole entire deck and win the game and take multiple multiple turns and it was it just felt like a like a pos deck in a sense so yeah i don't know if i'm gonna rebuild it i do need an is it commander though oh let me while i have you on the line here let me see what other is it commanders i could do because i think last time i looked all the other ones oh locust god of course duh i forgot about that because i currently play locust god on mtgo and that deck is a lot of fun so yeah i think i'll do locust god also i'll just buy another locust god it's like 10 bucks for the card so it's not too bad nothing like scarab god which is 40 right now Hold on, let's go to TCG Player and see how much Scarab God is as of right now. As last I looked, it was about $40. Scarab God, you are currently going at any day now. Oh, my internet's so fast. Okay, so it's gone down a little bit. Uh, the highest price I see right now is $37. Went down by about $3. So, I mean, geez, still... I mean, I understand it's a really good card. It is. It's a really good standard card right now. But damn, it's so expensive. I mean, it's going to go down in price. It's going to go down. It'll be down below 20 bucks and all that. When it rotates out, it, it'll it probably stay in like the $15 range or so. That's what I have to guess because I'm really smart with MTG Finance, as you can tell. You know, because I talk about it a lot. Not really. So, yeah. Um, that is is yeah that's about it for like edh deck building it's holy edh decks batman hey everybody zuby here and i am joined by my lovely wife mrs zuby mrs zuby here and we are here to talk about women and magic so not too long ago i guess it was last week now there was an article written by a uh magic player 
talking about men and magic and building the community. And I'm not going to really go point by point what the article was saying or really talking about, but the general gist of it was that he was basically feeling there's not enough women present in competitive magic and then also at the local level and how we as men need to do better for it and just gave some common tips and tricks on how to feel better about it while my wife goes insane while looking at christmas leggings and christmas sweaters i guess is it christmas sweaters Dad, no. <laughs> no is it christmas sweaters you're looking at no they're leggings and oh the ones i want look they're right there they're right there look an hour oh ago. sold oh man so my wife is all we're it's the day after halloween and we're already all in christmas moods and all that stuff so anyways a lot of the stuff was that was being talked about in this article um you know sparked a lot of heated debate as usual in the community and people on both sides just going up in arms and just a lot of that general nonsense and it's kind of frustrating honestly and um one of the things i wanted to ask mrs zuby a couple questions here um for you and, and not just related to magic here but for you and also being a mother of two daughters how important is representation for you personally in terms of not just magic but just anything in general like tv shows books movies i think representation um in any aspect um that has a woman as the head i think it is extremely important for younger generations to see strong women in powerful roles it doesn't matter whether it's magic or if it's a teacher firefighter you know major roles that you wouldn't really think you know i can be president um i can do things you know that never before you could do as a little girl young girl teen woman you know it's just it's very important to have role models it's very important to have you know a head major person that you look up to that's very you know influential and inspiring and like us you know women like us um i'm not sure what us is but for me um being a woman i always looked up to my mom and i would want that for my girls i would want them to look up to me as a strong woman and if they see strong women in the workforce then it's going to encourage them to be more independent and more inspirational for the younger generation behind them and that's pretty much what i think is important um when it comes to representation of women um we all need to be seen in a very different light different light as in how we're not a weaker gender we are just as powerful as men we are just as inspirational we are just as um let me say we are just as good as role models as men but better better eh yeah <laughs> <laughs> um so another part of the article was talking about um how we can i guess just make more welcoming environments to women and <clears throat> i know i've been talking about this since episode nine of this podcast when there was that whole kerfluffle about how people shouldn't say man lands and magic because it may i guess make women feel bad and that we should say creature lands which it, a, a lot of the article was going on about how we need to police our language and pretty much the only part i really agree with that is yeah okay on me personally very cool i don't say manlands anymore because creature lands honestly does sound better but it i feel like that's where that i gotta find that article but it was kind of losing focus on the policing language the one part i do agree with and i've seen other articles like brian demar's article basically talking about how even if there's no women present it's 
you do need to police your language. Not saying that there's no free speech because when you're in a privately owned shop, you kind of do need to, you know, watch your language in terms of, you know, not talk about rape or cursing, racism, sexism, and all that stuff. I do agree with that. I mean, that's not to say you can't say it, but there's going to be consequences to you saying that. So what do you think could be done to make a more welcoming environment, more at the local level? First of all, the language wouldn't bother me. None of that would bother me. Um, it's a game is predominantly men you know you should know when you're going into those shops as a girl or a woman that there's going to be foul language there's going to be men there's going to be stinky men there's going to be icky men there's going to be there's going to be boys that look like men there's going to be so many different aspects that you're not going to like and it's going to be uncomfortable and you're just going to have to sit there and do what you came to do win magic and um, for me, it's just more along the lines of get over it. I mean, he, I mean, not the, I wouldn't want to them to be talking about like sex or rape or anything like that because that's extremely inappropriate when it comes to magic because this is not D&D, this is magic. And I would be uncomfortable with them talking about, you know, raping people in D&D, but the whole sex thing, I mean, come on, we're adults. But if there's children there, be appropriate, honestly. That's what you have to do. At a local level, if there's children, be appropriate. Um, and you can even be more appropriate and more, you know, welcoming to women if you ask if it's okay, you know, if you're cursing or something like that. But honestly, ladies, you're going to a predominantly men-played game. So you're going to hear foul language suck it up if you don't like it don't go so while i agree on the foul language part it's um you did touch on you know the sex and rape part i feel and you know me it's especially when i'm with my buddies we are all sorts of dirty all right but whenever especially if we we're yeah but you're dirty you're you're not necessarily dirty okay you're dirty but you're not inappropriately like let's rape let's do rape 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 that to me on any level and any kind of context is inappropriate because forcing women against their will is wrong at any time it doesn't matter if you're playing it doesn't matter if it's in a story and it's absolutely inappropriate and you should be arrested in real life so for me i think it is inappropriate in any level any shape or form to be talking about forcing someone against their will regardless if it's a woman or a man so anything to do with rape in my opinion is inappropriate unless you're speaking against it so there was one part of the article that was also saying and i quote we can also take smaller steps like trying to use the word woman when referring to people rather than female, a colder, more biological scientific term. How does that make you feel? I mean, does that really matter to you personally? Not really. I mean, female in general is a young girl or a older woman or any woman in general. So someone calling me a female, I'd be like, yeah, that is me. I am female. But if you are... Are you if you are acknowledging me as a woman, I mean, it's still female. I'm still female. So it's not really it doesn't really make a difference to me. I mean, if you are referring to me as a female in a negative term, that would bother me. But if you're just saying, you know, female, I mean, yeah, that's me. I'm female. But, you know, that's pretty much. It doesn't really bother me. I could see how it bothers other women. I, I could see from a point of view of, you know, being called a female instead of being called a woman. I could see how it would be, you know, in a negative light. But to me, I'm a female. A lot of things that um, are in these articles, they make it seem like, you know, you have to be a certain way towards us and you have to look at us in a certain light. It's really just common sense. You have to be appropriate in, you know, the different situations that you're put in with women. I mean, you're not going to want to talk about rape. You're not going to want to talk about, you know, fucking. You're not going to want to talk about, you know, different things. Unless, unless you 
ask. I mean, it doesn't hurt to ask a woman or whoever you're with, a girl or a young woman, you know, if it's appropriate towards them. I mean, anybody can be offended by anything nowadays. And it's just ridiculous that people nitpick at the very littlest, tiniest, tiniest little things that really shouldn't matter. It's a game, people. It's a game. We're here to play the game. We're not here to nitpick and be offended by every little thing. And that's what our world is like today is we're offended by every little thing. And being a woman, it is offensive to me to be offended by every little thing. <laughs> like for real, it is very offensive because it's annoying people. It's annoying. Have some common sense, have some common decency and be respectful. That's, you know, do what your mama taught you to do. Be respectful. And if your mama didn't teach you to be respectful, um, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's, you know. What was the one thing that Thumper would always tell Bambi? I don't know. You don't remember? Like, if you can't say anything nice. Oh, if you can't say something nice, don't say anything at all. That's what my, my mama told me to. Yeah. But that's not necessarily true because if I don't like something that you're saying or if I don't have anything nice to say, I'm going to say it anyways because I'm loud and proud and I don't care. But I will be decent and respectful. But I'm still going to speak my mind. Respectfully. I mean. She will. She will. I, I know. But I'm being, I will be respectful. If I find out, you know, if you're saying something that I feel is, you know, inappropriate, I'm going to say something. I don't care if you're an adult or a child. I mean, I would definitely get upset if a child was speaking inappropriately. But you know not my child not my monkey not my business but i would say something so all in all be respectful men be respectful you know not just men women be respectful to the men too because you are also you know a part of the society too so you have to be just as respectful you know you can't call somebody ugly you can't you know say they stink even if they do stink it's you know People are going to smell. People are going to be weird. But being respectful goes a long way. So that's how I feel. And remember, folks, respect is a two-way street, just as my wife said. Yes. Respect must be given. Respect must be earned. Exactly. But not necessarily earned. I don't I don't agree with that. You should be respectful regardless be, unless they are inappropriate. And then you can go balls to the walls and be disrespectful. <laughs> oh, I love you. I love you too. <laughs> All right, going a little off topic but on topic here. So, going back to representation here. You're a Trekkie, right? Yes, yes I am. How I guess when you were growing up, how, what was it like, or what did you think when Star Trek Voyager came on and that the main character was the badass cap, yeah, Captain Janeway. Actually, when, when, when you saw that as a kid, like what, what were some of your thoughts? She was my all time favorite. Um, I thought it was amazing that a woman could be a captain. And for me, it's one of my all-time favorites. I love Voyager. I could watch it over and over and over again. And you have. <laughs> I have several times. Um, I just love the fact that she um, is still feminine, but she's all dressed in a uniform. Um, she's still strong, but she's very caring and very, very, very sweet. Um, she's very stern. She's very, you know, structured and disciplined, but then she's plushy and loving and, you know, it makes me feel like, you know, I love her because she represents what I love. Because, you know, she fell in love. She had a love, you know, that she lost when she got lost in the all the different sectors. She got lost and she fell in love with this man. And you could see the softer side of her because she was in love. And, you know, it tells the the story of her life and then she helps you know save people and then she works so hard to get back to the federation um 
part of the universe alpha quadrant, alpha quadrant because she was in the delta quadrant right yeah yeah i remember oh, <laughs> oh of course i i remember um yeah so she worked so hard and and she was brilliant she was brilliant when she brought them back and i wish it would have went on further and further because it would have been a wonderful i could watch it again and again I should get you the Voyager books because the books actually continue on when they re- when they come back to Earth. That's awesome. That would be amazing because I would read it all. Christmas presents. Ooh, good idea. So um, I agree. I loved Voyager and it's Voyager is definitely on the grand scheme of all the Trek shows. A lot of people. I mean, Enterprise is definitely the lowest tier. And then Enterprise and the animated series are definitely low tier, but a lot of people still don't like Voyager because it um a, a lot of the big complaints I always hear about Voyager is they'll have one episode and the ship will get badly damaged, and in the next episode, oh everything's all hunky dory. But you got to remember they were making the show for syndication, so they always felt like there wasn't any real danger for them in the Delta Quadrant like that, but. I love that show. Janeway is a perfect combination of the diplomacy of Picard, but the ruthlessness and kick-assness of Kirk. She is the perfect blend of those two, but she also is, she transcends into her own self as well, too. And she's a woman. She is a woman. She has that instinct to be caring and loving, and but she also can um, make you feel empowered. You know, even if you're a man, she makes you feel empowered because, you know, she instills values and she teaches lessons to anyone and everyone. So that, to me, is so strong. I love the fact that she's so strong. And I may be wrong here because I know Kirk was an admiral for a little bit, but he got demoted back down to captain. But Janeway, as far as all the captains that are on the show, just the, I guess, six Star Trek shows now, she's the only one that actually became an admiral and stayed an admiral. Because when she got back to Earth, they show in Star Trek, is it Insurrection or... Fuck, it's one, it's one of the next-gen movies that she actually has a little cameo, and she's an admiral giving Picard orders. That's awesome. That's awesome. Did you not see that movie? It's Or maybe it's a nemesis. I don't fucking remember. And those next-gen movies are not very good. They're, they're pretty trash. I've seen every next generation, though. When I was little, that was the... The show. So, what are some of your thoughts on... I talked about it a couple episodes ago. What are some of your thoughts on Star Trek Discovery? It is amazing. I love the plot. I love the storyline. I love how um, the captain is not really a really good captain. I mean, he's a good captain, but he's very, like, about war. He's about himself. You know, he's self-preservation, I guess, or self-preservation, however you say that. But he also sees in other people what he wishes he had. So that's why his crew is so well-rounded. Because he's picked out all these people that he thinks can help win the war. And, I mean, it's a good combo. I love, 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 love the female representation character. Michael Burnham. My Michael Burnham. I love her. She is... I love her. I don't know what else to say about her. I just liked her defiance. I love that she was raised by the Vulcans. I love that she still has, like, you can see that she's trying to be, you know, better than what she was in the beginning. You know, she's trying to, you know, redeem herself. And I like that the captain is giving her, you know, space to redeem herself but i also don't like that he's so secretive because in the upcoming episodes i think that he's going to get more dark and michael's gonna have to you know probably overstep some boundaries and stuff like that i mean i can foresee so many different things coming out of these episodes but i have a prediction of the captain definitely going down some dark roads and Michael having to be involved in it. So. 
Yeah, I mean, I love the show. I've already talked about it before, but it's Michael is definitely growing on me at first. Not that I didn't not like her at first, but it was just sort of, okay, what is she about? It, I was afraid they were going to make her too Vulcan-like, and I see that they're trying to do, it's almost like the opposite of Spock, because Spock was half Vulcan and half human, and he always fought against his human side so he could be more Vulcan-like and fight his and be more logical where Michael Burnham even though she's completely human but was raised as a Vulcan from very early on it's like it's the opposite she's fighting her or she's fighting her Vulcan side in order to be more human so it's definitely um it's a nice little contrast between the two and as each episode goes on, she does start to grow on me a little bit more. And so is some of the crew. Some of the crew's growing on me. Captain Lorca, he's definitely growing on me. Um, and he is definitely a wartime captain. He's definitely one of those. He's not for diplomacy. I will say the last episode with the whole um, Harry Mudd and the time travel, I loved and this just showed his character through and through where they see the space whale or whatever and you know michael's michael at first is like oh well you know we got to save it it's part of starfleet regulation and he's just like i don't give a crap just go do it i, I don't care I don't, it's a sea whale it's a sea whale it's a space whale we don't really he don't get he don't care he just wants whatever needs to be done done and so he's like just do it just get it over with so we can move on to the next blow up scene <laughs> yeah it's funny because you know any other of you know kirk picard janeway or cisco would have been oh well you know we gotta save it and all that stuff and then a stark contrast to captain Lorca, just be like i don't give a damn yeah. just go just save it. i don't care how you save it just do it and then let it go <laughs> yeah and i gotta say rain wilson as harry mudd um you know he, he's as close to the original Harry Mudd. Now, I know you haven't seen the Harry Mudd episodes in TOS, or you may not remember him, because he's only in two episodes, I think, in TOS. But Rain Wilson is doing an excellent job as Harry Mudd. And I got to say, this last episode felt very Star Trek-like. Yes. And that, that was not really my complaints, because I know... In all first seasons of Star Trek, they all try to find their footing. and But that episode felt the most TOS slash next gen to me so far. Yeah, I agree. Um, I also like where they had the... Mon the what, what was it called? The, um, the Spore Monster. What was he called? The Spore? You talking about the Tardigrade? The Tardigrade. I love that episode, but I also cried because the Tardigrade died. And it... I... It was sad because it, it it was a gentle giant, but not really a gentle giant. It killed lots of people, but it was still, you know, it needed to have what it needed to have. And, you know, you don't mess with creatures that you don't know about. And they were using this creature to time, you know, to what was it? To... I don't, I don't, it's, it's a spore drive where they can basically travel. Time travel or... No, it's, it's not really time travel. It's... It's they can warp at any point in the galaxy. It's um it's kind of similar to remember in Star Trek Voyager when Tom Paris got up to warp ten and then became a lizard creature and had bait and had sex with Captain Janeway and had babies. Uh yeah, that was kinda yeah. That, that was like the that is actually considered the worst Star Trek episode ever. Oh god. Yeah, you yeah. remember that where they both turned into lizards and had babies and they never brought it up again? But that's sort of what um the warping is like in in this series with it's sort of like warp 10 because warp 10 was you could literally just think of a place and go to it and i'm kind of glad that they're setting up to where that they're gonna eventually have to destroy this technology and never use it again because not only do they not want it to fall in klingon hands but they see what it does to people and to the animals in order to get it to work too because it's sort of it really is kind of unethical at this point because with star trek being all about ethics and you know being humane i mean they're essentially having to use the chief engineer in order to warp around now and, and that's you know gonna mess him up it's gonna split him into a million pieces like it does to all this i mean look what it did to the 
tardigrade. I, I don't. I can't pronounce all this. St- I'm a Trekkie, but I'm not a true, true Trekkie because I can't pronounce all of the, you know, I can't even pronounce what it's supposed to. What is it called? A tardigrade. <gasps> tardigrade. Yeah. I can't pronounce all of the techie stuff, but I, I know exactly what I, you know, I explain the storyline to him and I'm like, you know, he knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> so wait, hold on. Quick Trekkie quiz question. Super easy one. What is the Starship Registry for the Enterprise? The NCC. This is the Starship no, 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 Enterprise. No, no, no. The, the, the actual registration for the Star Trek. No, I mean, you don't have to know it. It's it's actually the name of my computer here. I can't fucking do it. It's the NCC 1701. Oh my God, if you were a true Trekkie, you'd know that. Oh my God. See, the NCC 1701A. Oh, I don't really that's, the, that's on the ship. That's in the yeah. beginning. I've seen that a hundred billion times. It don't. That's, but you, but you don't even think of it. And it's fine. It's um. My brain don't work like that. How dare you? I don't. How am I supposed to know in <laughs> blah 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 when I can't even say t- tardigrade? Tardigrade? All right. Do you do you know the whole um opening to Star Trek Space? The final frontier. These are the forges of the. <laughs> <laughs> Starship the Enterprise. Board, These are the voyages, vo- voyages of the Voyage. Starship Enterprise. <laughs> These are the voyages of Starship Enterprise to boldly go where no man has gone before. I don't know. Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise. It's continuing mission to explore strange new worlds, no new worlds, and seek out new life and civilization to boldly go where no man has gone before. No, you're doing, I'm doing the TOS one. So, who'd win in a fight? Actually, no, that's a little bit too easy. All right, who do you think would actually win in a fight? Uh, Kirk or Riker? Riker. What? You think that motherfucker would win? Okay, okay. Riker Riker is a boss. Like, Riker's boss. And he's hot. All right. (laughs) uh, Pre-beard or after-beard? After-beard. You think pre-beard Riker would lose? Yep. Things. He's a little bitch. The afterbeard? Oh, it's like he gets balls. Like, real ones. Yeah, um, yeah Riker has he an age. got a- hot after he got the beard. Jonathan Frakes has an age very well. Because I met him back in 2011. And, I mean, he's still a cool guy, but yeah. Of course, but, I mean, you know, he doesn't have the, you know. All right, who do you think would win in a fight? Um... Okay, here's a good one. Balana Torres or Michael Burnham? Michael Burnham. What? No, I think Balana would whoop her ass. Uh, Remember, she's part Klingon. Yeah, but all she'd have to do is, like, put her hands on her face and she'd go down. Vulcan. No, I think Balana has this shit tight. No, all Michael would have to do is touch her. She'd go down. No, she'd have a batleth. Literally, Michael would jump on her, put her hands on her forehead and her temple, and knock her ass out. Okay, okay, okay. Vulcan. All right. No, no, no. I, I think Balana's got this shit. Balana's my girl. I like Balana, and I like, I, I like her. I really like her. But I like my girl Michael. I mean, my uh, watch. She, she uh, killed. She killed an ancient Klingon. So, all right, Janeway versus Michael. Janeway's got this shit. That's a hard one. Janeway is motherfucker. She's like Sigourney Weaver in Aliens, all right? Yeah, 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 yeah. My my, my girl Janeway would win. But Michael is a second. She is, she should be, she should be Janeway's second. Oh, oh, replacing Chakotay? I don't really like, I mean, I like Chakotay. It's Chakotay. 
Chakotay. Well, I can't. I fucking, didn't really like. I mean, I liked him, he, but I. Loved I, I eventually him. grew into liking him after. I did. I I liked him. I liked him. But Chakotay, then again, yeah. it's Chakotay. Yeah. I watched it many many times. I know. Chakotay, the one with the tattoo face. Yep. All right. All right. All right. All right. Um. One more. One more. One more. You know uh, what I'm talking about. You know. What? First and second. First and second. Who would win? What? What do you mean? Number one and what? You know, the two captains. Um, what, Kirk and Picard? Oh, come on. Come Kirk, on. Kirk. Kirk. Yeah. Kirk, Kirk Kirk would fucking win. But Picard, no. Picard, he's just so... He's just so... Now, now, okay, I will say Picard... If Picard was younger, I think it would be a better fair fight. You know who Picard reminded me of? What? My dad. And my dad is like a super strong person. So I, in my eyes, I think Picard would win because he's If he more, was younger. But like you can see how much more muscular he was. Yeah, because you got to remember Picard did get stabbed in the heart. Yeah. And he had to have that whole surgery and crap. Because that, that's what actually stopped him from serving on another ship or something. And then... Yeah, he if he didn't get stabbed in the heart, he would have just become a science officer, and then he never would have become captain of the Enterprise. But um, that that was I remember that episode. I don't remember the like what season or whatever. But I really think Kirk would beat him. But I think it'd be a fair better fight if Picard was younger. Um, so all right, all right, here we go. Um, I was oh no, that's still kind of unfair because I'm thinking Spock versus Data. Data would win. I was going to say Data. Because, I mean, Data is a machine. I yeah. mean, <laughs> he yeah. would win. There's no question. <laughs> I mean, he can't, I mean, he can't be Vulcan. I mean, because he's a machine. But I really love Data. I know. I know that episode where he had to. I don't hear it. Oh, his daughter. Don't. Yeah. I, I want to hear it. I don't want to. Oh, God. Um, yeah, this candy. whole episode's turning into Star Trek, but you know, whatever. This is magic with Zuby. All right. We're. Um, shit. What else? Okay. Um, oh, here's a good one. Um, Captain Archer, you know, from Enterprise. I know you've only seen a couple episodes of Enterprise. You didn't like it. And, um, it does get better. Season two and three are actually good. First season. Yeah, it sucks. But Captain Archer versus Riker. Riker. I don't know. Captain Archer, he's actually pretty badass. He's... Riker. Uh, I've seen Riker in action. Have you? What is that supposed to mean? (laughs) I've seen that. Like I told you, I've seen um, The Next Generation more than I've seen any of them. So Yeah, I know. Um, I'm down with Okay, uh, thinking of a next gen character. Post beard. <laughs> oh shit. Um. Okay. How about Guinan versus? I think one of Guinan's like all fucking powerful. She'd pretty much kill anybody in Star Trek except Q. Actually, wait, no, no. There was the one episode where Q was actually afraid of Guinan, but they never dived into it though about it. So. Um, shit. I don't know who else. Um, yeah, I don't know. What about? Oh, here's a good one okay, with your boy Riker Odo versus Riker. Odo. <laughs> Sorry, Riker. Odo would kill oh, him. <laughs> oh, okay, Cisco versus Riker. I think Cisco takes that shit. Yeah. Remember, Cis- yeah, Cisco. He's, he's pretty badass. He really is badass. But I'd love Riker. But I, I mean, know, I know. Cisco, he would. He, he. I'm sorry, Riker. You'd get your ass kicked by Cisco. Cisco has been the only one to actually punch a Q. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And that was pre-goatee. Yeah. The because Cisco was pretty badass pre-goatee, but when he got that goatee and went bald, he was like super major, yeah, yeah, major yeah. badass there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I did like Deep Space Nine. It was really good. I but Deep Space Nine twice, <laughs> three times, something like that. Holy shit! You, I've only watched it once. Oh, I love Deep Space Nine. I like. Okay, it goes like this. It goes Voyager, then Discovery, and then I like Deep Space Nine. No, no, no. no next okay, week. okay, okay, okay. It goes Voyager, Discovery. Next generation, 
Deep Space Nine, then TOS. But I mean, it's a it's a toss up between Discovery and Next Generation as number two, number three, number two, number three. Wait, yeah. did I? Wait. Yeah, no, no, no. That's what you said. Okay, but I love Deep Space Nine too, so it's hard. It's hard. I know it, it is. One is definitely my girl Janeway. I love her so much. I don't think any of the Star Trek can top it. I mean, I get all TOS can top it. In your opinion? Yeah, yeah. I don't like TOS. I, I love it's. It's mainly because I grew up on it. Like if I didn't grow up on it, I think I would definitely like it less because it's definitely that campy style. It's up, it's a product of its time. Yeah, you grew up on TOS. I grew up on Next Generation. Like I literally watched it every single day. It, it was not a day that get, went by that there was not a rerun or a new episode or something like that. And you know, when you're a kid, you don't really realize what you're watching because that was one of my. Um, mom's favorite shows to watch so you know that's what you get you get to watch what your mom wants to watch yeah i like definitely voyager first then discovery i i think i think discovery is just going to get better and better so that's why i make it my number two but definitely next generation and deep space nine are on the list but tos is not on my list i don't really like it and enterprise is not even on my radar and i don't care about cartoons yeah, the cartoon. The only thing the cartoon has going for it is it has the original cast members voicing it, but they had to add, you know, some kid elements to it. So it's kind of like mm, they had that one alien. I forget his name. But my list goes the original series because Captain Kirk is the fucking man. Then Next Gen, then Voyager, uh, Deep Space Nine. Then I guess I would say Discovery right now that may change because i think it's still too early for me to even put discovery in the top three yeah, that's why right now like between number two number three number four i don't know i mean you know my top one but like yeah. the next three after that could switch it up i don't know but you know yeah so then after discovery would be enterprise and then the animated series enterprise i a lot of people give enterprise shit but I promise you, if you get past the first season, it does get better. And then the fourth season becomes absolute shit. But there's two seasons of decentness. It's just... I don't want to be let down. I don't like to be let down or disappointed. So if I get into a show and then it turns shit, it pisses me off. Yeah, it's it, it does. Because that whole final episode of Enterprise is just the worst final episode. It's sort of like, you know how I told you to um, start watching Parks and Recreation, but don't watch the last season? That, that's pretty much what that is sort of sort of like scrubs you remember scrubs where the actual last season season nine where it was actually they turned the hospital into a school and all that i, I don't even watch that season if i'm re-watching scrubs because it's terrible it ends at season eight same with parks and rec it ends at season six and it has a nice clear defined ending and then season seven was just some tacked on piece of shit and it just it ruined the show and i couldn't even watch the final episode i didn't even yeah, no, I didn't even bother watching the final episode. It's just that bad. Now, now it makes me think of The Simpsons. Like, I like, I used to love The Simpsons, but come on. They never grew up. They ne- Nothing ever well, went it, beyond the same shit, same it's, shit, same shit. You know, I actually, I, like I, I actually watched a YouTube video. I should probably show you that shows the decline of The Simpsons and when it actually happened. It because it goes you know by the growth charts of you know how popular it was and ratings and all that and then how the actual structure of the episodes changed it actually started happening i want to say around season eight or nine when we were still kids when it was still popular for us to watch it because when around there they started to like all the characters just started to change because you if you remember in the early seasons homer was actually somewhat smart he was yeah. dumb but lovable and smart. Then after like season eight, they just made him completely dumb all the time. And then it became more of what popular celebrity can they get on to show up on the show at that point as well, too. I will say the Simpsons movie did sort of bring it back to some old school Simpsons comedy. I actually liked the movie. Yeah. We watched the movie. I don't know how many times we watch it a lot, but it was, um, 
I, I enjoyed it. But yeah, that that's that was an interesting YouTube video that shows how terrible the Simpsons have become now. They just need to die. It should have that's ended a long time ago. That I did watch, but it was more of adult cartoon. So I mean. I don't really like cartoons either so south park though it's 21 seasons on and this this 21st or 22nd season it is so funny babe you hear me cackling when i'm watching it i i just can't even go there anymore I, <laughs> it's I remember so dumb is watching that movie in the theater and watching with your uncle with my uncle and as soon as uncle fucker came on he sunk down so far to the ground that he shut your slid. fucking face uncle fucker i mean there was no there was no it was a huge surprise to him and he slid down further to the floor than he could it was the greatest thing i've ever seen in my life but when you are 14 and you have dicks <laughs> flying in your face from a screen i mean it was kind of shocking i was kind of like like my if you could see my mouth it was it was pretty much wide open and my sister was dying and my uncle was like we need to go. It's so funny because when I go back and watch that movie now, I mean, j just looking at South Park itself, that movie is so tame is. to in South Park now. Yeah. Um, because if you watch episodes now, it's way worse. It's Can funny. Imagine letting Zoe watch it. No, no, no. But we did let Jazzy watch it and this summer. Thirteen, fourteen. 14. Yeah, four, I forgot how old, but it was this summer. Yeah. I let her watch it, and I watched it with her, and as soon as Uncle Fucker came on, she just was she very got, uncomfortable. Yeah, she got up and walked out of the room. I watched her. I was like, you go, girl. You go, girl. You stand up and walk out of the room if it makes you uncomfortable, and she did. She got up out yeah. of the room. She's like, I can't watch this anymore, <laughs> and I'm like, I raised a good girl. My favorite part of that movie it's in the beginning where they sneak in to go watch um philip and terrence um and they walk out and cartman's like oh man that movie has such crappy animation and they're all walking like crappy <laughs> animation <laughs> oh i love it but um we have gone way off topic here and topic. yeah and i need to get this ended here so i want to thank my lovely and beautiful wife for coming on I want to thank my lovely and beautiful husband for allowing me to come on. You're very welcome. And I want to thank you all for listening. Um, if you are interested in reaching out to me, you can reach me at mtgzubi at gmail.com or facebook.com slash magicwithzubi or on Twitter at magicwithzubi. Don't forget, I am going to Atlanta next weekend um, from the 10th through the, when am I, that 13th. Monday? 13th, yes. Um, that's when I'm driving. Actually, on the 13th, I'm going to wake up and just pretty much go home because I'm just going to be like, I am completely magicked out. You know how I'm going to be. I'm When I get home, I'm just going to be like, I don't even want to look at magic cards because I'm going to be playing literally the entire time. I know. And your baby's going to miss you and I'm going to miss you. I know. Miss you. We, I will be sure to FaceTime plenty. But um, so if you're actually going to Grand Prix Atlanta and want to meet up or anything at the convention center, and play some magic with me and then beat me and realize how terrible I am at magic. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, reach me at Facebook, Twitter, or email at, at your boy. And <laughs> you can find magic with Zuby on iTunes, Google play, Stitcher, and tune in radio. We are also on podcast radio network.net every Tuesday at nine o'clock Eastern. And we are also on the gonna geek network at gunnageek.com. And don't forget if you like what you hear and maybe want to chip in a little bit, uh, you can go look at my Patreon at patreon.com slash or not. Just realize that this content will always be free and never be put behind a paywall. So I don't expect anything from anybody donating or anything, but there are some perks involved with it. So go check it out and thank you all for listening. And thank you again for coming on my show. You're welcome. All right, guys. Peace out. Peace. When you came in, the air went out And every shadow filled up with doubt I don't know who you think you are But before the night is through 
I want to do bad things with you. I'm the kind to sit up in his room. Hot, sick, and eyes filled up with blue. I don't know what you've done to me, but I know this much is true. I want to do bad things with you. shadows there filled up with doubt I don't know who you think you are but before the night is through I want to do bad things with you I want to do real bad things with you you've done to me but I know this much is true I want to do bad things with you I want to do real bad things with you